0: Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you in your path of self-awareness and well-being and to draw a roadmap together that can help you align mind and heart. Today's topic is self-trust and how to strengthen it. For more information about what I do and about me, you can visit my website on GeorginaHudson.net or my Instagram account, GeorginaHudson.coach. Hello, hello, hello. How are you today? What's up, people? This week's topic is fantastic and it is about self trust and how to strengthen it. And this is probably the number one reason that people call me for help. And of course, it's also the reason why I also have to do a lot of work on myself. And being an adult means being responsible to do our part. And if there's an excess of self consciousness, or insecurity, there's a lack of confidence and self-trust. So we need to work to honor and to bring out our inner lioness or lion. And trust can move from one extreme to the other, you know. There are areas where we may feel really strong and others where we may feel so insecure that that may end up having an impact on our perception of who we are and what we are capable of doing. And it's too bad our mind overlooks the things we are good at. And the mind is too quick to spot, highlight, and underline all the things where we feel quite weak, even if it is not true. And the brain works like that by default, because the brain's function is to keep us alive. It's been like that since the beginning of time. Think about it. If our ancestors weren't aware of dangers, they could put their lives at risk. So the brain is wired to scan for threats as a survival mechanism. And it is a shame that in everyday life, our brain's natural tendency ends up scaring us and we end up feeling as though we were... Or there were, sorry, neon lights in front of us saying danger, 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 danger. So, in the face of life challenges, our tendency or propensity will be to feel insecure and not good enough and frightened. Because if there is so much danger all around, and if uh, my survival is on the line, then I'm not sure if I'm capable of. putting up with it. I could share with you plenty of examples of super duper capable clients who are so self-conscious that they can't speak up in meetings, for example, or they can't go out with new colleagues, or they cannot ask for help or for a raise or for a better salary, you know, when they are so, so wonderful at what they do so how can we develop our self-confidence it is tough right when you listen to all that it's like oh my gosh where should I start and let me tell you that I was there and I am there sometimes and I remember vividly studying a lot at university for example and getting ready to put my knowledge to the test in my trainee sessions and suffering a lot I suffered so much for fear of failing that I hindered my own path. I was nervous, I wasn't fluent, and I quite frankly feel I panicked. And this is not to say there is no solution to this. On the contrary, as I mentioned before, with the necessary work on oneself, our lack of confidence can be repaired. And I had my aha moment when I realized that I had been looking for an exit door exit door all my life when the walls that surrounded me were made of cardboard. I just needed to kick them off. And this seems to be a silly metaphor that I created, but it is so true because I felt encaged. And, you know, there were no walls at all. It was just an illusion. And so uh, I sought professional help, and I finally understood that courage, for example, is moving with fear, not without it. And I understood that faults are inevitable, but they are necessary to learn uh, lessons. And one day I realized too, and this is one of my favorite things, that uh, if I didn't dare to try, I was not going to screw it up, but I was not going to learn and move forward either. So I had to make a choice. I needed to choose. And the other thing that helped me a lot was to start before I was ready. And let me tell you what I mean. I was such an old perfectionist that I never felt ready. But I was, you know. So having the permission to start before I was ready set me free. So... In a nutshell, I started to honor my calling, to honor my core needs and values, and to write the story, my story, the way I want it to. But let's analyze this situation little by little because this has been a very general introduction. The first thing that comes to mind when I think about lacking confidence is the fear of what other people might say about us. And this is a huge block because it stops us at the tracks when we think that people will talk or won't approve of what we do especially if we respect those people from the time we are very young culture pushes us to externalize our value and this is terrible but it is true and we desperately seek our parents approval as well as that of our peers teachers and the culture where we are embedded and i find this to be one of the main reasons for our anxiety. Because if our value depends on what other people say about us and not on our own judgment, we are giving up the most valuable thing we have to other people or to the external world, which is our confidence, our discernment, and our faith in ourselves. And think about all the times you had to make a decision and you asked other people what they thought about the situation and you asked endlessly. Why? You probably checked with your family, friends, whoever, because you unconsciously believed that they had the right answer, but not you. Think also about the number of times you did what you were told to do or what was expected from you instead of what you wanted to do. This is another example of how you might have given up your trust and handled your power to those around you. Every time we seek external validation, we betray ourselves. There's a rupture that disconnects us from our own source of wisdom. And living like that is exhausting because we will twist and move in a thousand directions to make other people happy. But we won't make ourselves happy. And they say very wisely that the way out is in. And it is so true. But it's too bad we often forget that and look for the way out outside of ourselves. So think about it. So that is to me, that is the first reason why we lose our self-trust or self-confidence. The second thing that comes to mind is perfectionism and the need to have everything under control. And I am raising my hand here. I'm a recovered perfectionist, but I have my faults now and then. You know, I haven't recovered. And let me tell you, when it comes to perfectionism, there is the false idea that on a scale from 1 to 10, we have to perform at a 20. And the thing is, or the problem is, the scale goes from 1 to 10. 20 is a a fictitious number on that scale. We believe that there is a yardstick that must be reached and that will ensure that we are perfect, between inverted commas, at all levels, personal, family, academic, and professionally. But that yardstick doesn't exist. And in my work with clients, I listen carefully, of course, to what they share with me, and they tell me so many things, like working hard because they, they would hate to fail, or they would hate to make a mistake, or because they don't want to lose what they have. Sometimes they tell me they need to show others how knowledgeable or experienced they are as a way to prove that they are worthwhile. They sometimes have the illusion that by having control over the things they undertake, they will foresee their consequences. But nothing could be further from the truth. This reminds me of a hamster in its wheel, running and running and running but getting nowhere, and what's more, and this will sound harsh, but behind all these ideas I've been talking about, there's an important scarcity mindset. It's something like, whatever I do or I feel, I have to do it out of fear of losing what I have. For example, another example, I will kill myself in what I do so that nobody points out to me later that I am not capable and that I'm going to lose my job, for example. So the inner work starts with the joy of doing things because they are necessary, they are necessary steps for me to get to where I want to get because I feel happy doing them, because I feel abandoned doing so, because I enjoy what I do and and I celebrate who I am and where I am going. So the mindset is abundant when I know that no matter what, my problem-solving powers and my resourcefulness are going to get me through whatever life throws at me, period. What's more, if we got rid of the pressure of being afraid of what others might think and how perfect between inverted commas we must be, we would see what we need to do, uh, what we want, and where we should start to move in the direction of our desires. And the third thing that comes to mind, and this is the one I insist the most on the podcast and in my sessions with clients as well, is connected to the stories that we tell ourselves. Not stories because they are beautiful stories, but because they are very scary. We tell ourselves so many things that weaken and limit us. That is incredible. We use our creative powers to scare ourselves. To frighten ourselves. How many times have we bought into the belief that only by killing ourselves working or accumulating degrees and certificates, achievements, and doing things between inverted commas perfectly, we were going to pass the test of life. And the idea is not to whip ourselves or to blame or shame ourselves, but to be self-compassionate. To look at ourselves in the mirror and to say, I can see you. I see how much you're suffering. And I know how much you're trying and I'm on your side and you're great and we're going to make it. Relax, you know. So the approach is to be on our sides and not to be against us telling ourselves so many terrible things. And just one more thing. Just because all those stories that we tell ourselves feel real doesn't make them true. So they can be real, but not true. They can be real in the sense that they feel real, but they are not true. So it would be great to develop some gratefulness to all the range of emotions that come up when we start working on on ourselves and to use that information to light up the places that we need to heal. This topic is vast. There is so much to say and share here. So uh, DM me or share in the blog, in the comments. But please take advantage of this a short reflection to get to know yourself better, to see where you need to start working on yourself to learn and to strengthen your confidence. And remember to start making changes slowly because if you want to start doing everything in one gulp, you're going to start feeling overwhelmed. So start Start small, but start anyways. And remember to do your best and trust the process because we are infinitely wise. Our wisdom lies in the center of ourselves and it is ready to be tapped into every second of every day of our lives. So I hope this podcast has helped you. If you know someone who might need it, please invite them to subscribe. This is the easiest way to help one another. We, the ones who do the podcast, appreciate your recommendation and evaluation on any of the platforms that you are listening to us because it helps us become more visible and it also motivates us to offer this free material with the frequency that we do and also to reach more and more people every week thank you so much for being there i thank you for your patience i'm still a little under the weather with the flu so i'm sending you a big hug and seeing you well talking to you next week